I was in my journey 100 days of fasting and I finished on the 13th of April. When I finished, I was so happy because I had missed eating. And the other thing, these suits of mine, they were becoming a little bit small, but now you can see they are, now they are big, they are shabby. So I appreciate when we started our fastings, the Holy Spirit ministered to me that I have to fast for those days. Then I tried my best to listen to him, and I started to see some results even before I finished the fasting. That's why I'm saying it's so elated to listen uh, to the Holy Spirit. Then you do what the Holy Spirit would have told you to do. Then you start again now to see the results even before you finish. So I appreciate God for that. I last done it, that was around 2014. And uh, when I was still the passion for Christ. But God has revived that passion as well. And I appreciate God for that. Amen. And so my prayer is with God, you know, ushers you in a season and uh, directs you in a certain way. Don't fight the voice of the Holy Spirit. Do as what God has told you. There are things that yield results in people's lives. You know, we can do everything uh, with our abilities, our potential, our mental capabilities. But the one thing that we do under the instruction of the Holy Spirit will change your life, will shift it, uh, it brings some pride and shifts in your life and will change the complexion of your life. Hallelujah. And today, uh, the 17th of April, 2022, we are celebrating the life of the main man, Jesus Christ, the, the world changer. We celebrate the lives of different matrices and patriarchs of the gospel and even the generals that we have today, but they have not yet uh, reached half of what Jesus Christ managed to do. Jesus Christ, he changed the world, not people. Jesus Christ changed ethnicities, not people. Tribes, he changed a lot of people. Hallelujah. And what he has done is still uh, 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 powerful today. It's still relevant in our civilization. We have read about Brian Williams. They did what they did during their time. And this time, because of the graces that God has released among people, it seems like what they did has been surpassed. Why? Because God always brings new revelations, new anointings, new graces, and new levels and dimensions. But when it comes to Jesus Christ, his dimensions is too, is too, too much. Jesus Christ walked uh, on, on top of the water. Up to today, I haven't seen any that has managed to do that. Jesus Christ walked from Atlantic Ocean to Indian Ocean, walking as if he's walking in anyone. That shows how powerful Jesus is. And he gave his life for us. Most of our bishops and archbishops, as Sister Jamil was saying, uh, giving that illustration, I, I don't think if they are asked to do that, they will just do it easily. They love us because we are their members, but for them to just die, Living the jets, the Bentleys, mansions, there is a challenge. Hallelujah. But Jesus Christ did that really nearly three years, he was done. So we want to appreciate his life. So today, I'm not going to speak much and I'm not going to um, speak revelations. 
Because Jesus Christ is the revelation of our lives. I'm not going to speak things that pertains to your life. Last week we spoke about seven principles or keys that you need to employ if you are about, if you are going to keep positive or a destiny relationship. Seven keys. So today I'm not going to speak about any key. We'll just look at the life of Jesus Christ. Are we together? And um, as we are going to do that, we will do a litmus test together. As we do a litmus test, we will answer some questions. That is to do with what we are celebrating. Hallelujah. I think we have heard a lot of sermons, uh, especially Easter. It's about yes, a reason. You know, the blood of Jesus Christ. So sometimes you sit down and try to figure a sermon to preach that has to do with Easter. You end up repeating what you've been preaching. Hallelujah. But the question comes is, do we understand what we are preaching or what we are celebrating as well? Because as ministers, we can understand on theological perspectives and we preach is a reason, but we want to understand some other things, then we'll answer those things based on scriptures. Are we together? So the first question that I'm going to throw to you is going to be a different service today. Who is Jesus Christ? Sister, Sister, Sister Prim, uh, Mama Esha, I know that we are, we are communicating there. I'm preaching now. Hallelujah. Who is Jesus Christ? Who is the Son of the Most High God? Son of the Most High God. Uh, who is Jesus Christ? Sister Jamie? He's my Lord and Savior. Your Lord and Savior. Uh, Sister Prim, who is Jesus Christ? The Orphan Omega. Uh, Sister Lisa, who is Jesus Christ? Your Redeemer, Mama Esha. Christ, the Son of God. Son of God, Mama D. He is an advocator. Sister Sibo. Sorry? Your leader. Did I miss anyone? We have a lot of questions. And uh, let's continue. I've heard a lot. And I think you know Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Then uh, we all celebrated Good Friday. Amen. What is Good Friday to you? When it's Good Friday, you celebrated it, your brother or sister is asking you, what are you celebrating when you're celebrating Good Friday? Or when you're speaking about Good Friday, what does it entail? What is Good Friday? Sister Lisa, can I start with you? So, this litmus test to help us to preach things that are relevant, eh? Yeah. Good Friday. Uh, good Friday for me is... Uh... It shows me the love of God for humanity. All right. For him sending his only son. His only son. Jesus Christ to die for our sins. Okay. <laughs> if, if you want to continue, continue. Yeah, Don't worry. Basically, that's it. Thank you so much, uh, Maesha. What is called Friday? Or that Friday? Because Easter it starts Friday, Saturday, then today. So Friday, when you are looking at Friday, what are you seeing? What does it entail to you? Friday is the day that Jesus Christ was crucified. And that's the day that he gave up his spirit and claimed that it is finished. It's finished. Okay. Sister Brill? <laughs> Good Friday. Or oh, oh Friday, Good Friday, Life and Death of Jesus, the police. Uh, it's, uh, Thank you. The day that 
the Lamb of God was slain okay. to take away the sins of the world. Powerful. Yes. Uh, we have Madi. Good Friday, we have had different versions of which all these versions they are just coming to all together. Good Friday. Okay. Powerful. Did I leave anyone? Sister Sibo and Sajabukne. Uh, who wants to start? Good Friday. Powerful. Thank you, uh, Sister Simon. <laughs> On the cross. Now, thank you so much. It seems like we have got a powerful student of uh, the world here. So we'll continue now. And what is the difference between Jesus Christ and God or the Holy Spirit? What is the difference between these uh, three guys or entities? Jesus. This difference between the difference between him and the Holy Spirit and God the Father. Mama D, I see a hand. You don't want to wait. Jesus Christ was a Okay. Mm. I don't want anyone who's going to tell me that they are one. Because I know that they are one. But the, the, the fact that they were disintegrated, we want to understand the disintegration. I know that they are one. You can say prophet, you can say Brian, you can say Mr. Chawauka. So the difference between Brian and one, but there's a difference when you come to me as Brian. And there's a difference when you come to me as a prophet. So I know there are people that are less to think. They'll just say, I is one, I know. So what the difference is that people, I see a smile, but I see a smile there. <laughs> What's the difference? How can we disintegrate the three? He's somewhere there, there, sitting there. Thanks so much. <laughs> Sister Lisa, you answered it. Not yet. <laughs> I'm foolish. <laughs> He's there, sitting with the Father. The Bible says Jesus is the express image okay. of the invisible God. Mm. So to me, Jesus is the manifestation of God in human form. All right. Then uh, the Father is the invisible part of God, mm. and then um, the Holy Spirit is the power of God. Ah, powerful, powerful. Yeah, we are continuing everything that you are saying. You know, the good part with the Bible, it doesn't have one answer. Everything it comes back to.
to what we want. Tell us about the difference between him and our spirit or his functionality. What makes him Jesus? While she's talking, I want you to think wherever you are. Uh, is the is, is the visible image of God himself? Okay. It is God who manifested himself in the physical. All right. Thank you. So those that the Almighty. Mm. He is the great I am. He is everything to all men. Mm. And uh, Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, the way and the truth and the life. Mm. Through him, we are able to come before the Father. Okay. The Holy Spirit is the omnipotent, the ever present God, mm. our comforter, the one. Powerful, powerful. I've got the students of the gospel here. Yeah, sure. Who else? I'm going to win now. Sister Lisa. Then I'll go to Sister Sibo. My dear. You, did you say anything? Oh, yes, this one. So I'm left with the two. With Jesus Christ to you. To me, Jesus Christ is. And the difference between the other entities. Yes, mm. he is God in the physical form since he came to the earth and died for our sins. Okay. And uh, God is the Almighty. All right. And the Holy Spirit came uh, and doesn't get to the well, that God gave unto us when Jesus left his head. All right. And, yeah, don't preempt everything. Sister Sibo, she wants to borrow some things from you. Sister Sibo. The difference between, you know, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God. It will help you because you go somewhere in Mpumalanga and you get to a church that will tell you that I believe we believe in the Holy Spirit. We don't believe in Jesus and God. Then it will help you now to understand their errors. Or they will just say, we believe in Jesus, we don't believe in God and the Holy Spirit. There are churches like that. So that helps you now to match because we have to synergize the three that they may become one but we want to deal with them in their own offices as individual beings accessible jesus when someone said jesus or when we say shout jesus you say jesus when you say shout god how do you differentiate these guys i'm left with the two questions so let's just gaga then we get into the world of today Boys will be dealing with Jesus as well. We'll continue our marathon. Yes. Okay. Okay. The way. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. So the next question now, because I said I'm left with two. We always say Jesus the man, some they say Jesus Christ. So what is the difference between Jesus the man and Jesus Christ? Jesus the man and Jesus Christ. Let me start with my Asia. You were I saw a hand there. All right. Yeah, bring that presupposition. Powerful. <laughs> I don't know. I see Sister Shabrile. I see a hand there. Even if you don't lift your hand, it's coming to everybody. It's coming to everybody. Because we, we want to own our narrative. Ne? That's what we are trying to do. We are trying to own our narratives. So that when you pray, Sister Prim, in your flat, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of God, sometimes when you are praying, you mention a lot of names. You know, I speak Jesus. You know, the man who died for me. We want to own now what we are talking about. Because knowledge, it gives results. I think Jesus, the man, is Jesus, the man, from the time he was born and he grew up, mm. uh, being in the temple in the presence of the Lord. But Jesus Christ is when Jesus was glorified, when the Holy Spirit descended upon him. Okay. Then even the disciples, when he asked them, who am I? And Peter said, you are the Christ, you are the Son of the living God. Mm. He was then revealed through the Holy Spirit that he is the Christ. Powerful, powerful. I, I'm coming to hey, Sister Prim. Uh, the way you're looking at me, you're saying, you know, ask me, Prophet, because the people, they will preempt answers. Talk to me. There are people that are looking down. Who is? Jesus, the man, it, it speaks of the human uh, part of him. Mm. The, the part that attaches to men, to the, to the, to the world, to, the, to, the, to, to men, the nature of men. Mm. And then uh, Jesus Christ speaks of uh, the God part of it. All right. It's a combination of man and God. Okay. So Jesus, the man, speaks of his genealogy as a man, mm. being brought onto earth through the womb of Mary. Okay. And Jesus Christ is now the God part of it. Okay. Being um, combined together. Powerful. Hence, is man and God at the, same at the same time. So the last question, I'm not going to get into your space now. The last question now, it has to do with the time. Uh, what time did Jesus Christ give up the cross? Ah, that it has to be easy because there's no theology there. 
did Jesus Christ give up the ghost when he was crucified? What was the time that Jesus Christ gave up the ghost and everything transpired? It is mentioned biblically. Uh, Sister Lisa. <laughs> okay, Mama Esha. All right, Sister Jabulele. Midnight. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> yeah, it was around the three. It was around three. Mm. Some they say at, on the ninth hour. So if you are good with time, you can calculate and see. And some they definitely say three o'clock. It was not around. They they've got a definite answer on that. So now we want to walk the journey of Jesus Christ. Now in this last minutes that we have, now we have understood what we've understood and we've known what we've known about Jesus Christ. So according to Matthew chapter 28 from verse 1, I think we're going to just get the narrative from 28 verse 1 to the last. So it will be like a Bible study today as we uh, understand the life of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, now after 28 verse 1, now after the Sabbath, near dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdala and the other Mary went to take a look at the tomb. That's, that was the time when Jesus Christ died. So to just give us a backdrop of the life of Jesus Christ, he was born of a man, in fact, of a woman, because Joseph did not play the party in the giving birth of Jesus Christ. Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Then the Holy Spirit came to Mary, declared into the life of Mary, that the Holy Spirit is going to come, overshadow you, then you've got power to conceive and you give birth to a child. Then the name Jesus Christ was mentioned by Gabriel that you call the son Jesus. That was the name that we're going to give unto Jesus Christ. Then he lived his life as a normal person. After living his life as a normal person at Kofiers, he started to engage himself into church, started now to enter into different tabernacles and temples of that particular time. Then at 30 years, that's when he started his ministry. When he started his ministry, that's when much persecution came into the life of Jesus Christ. But prior to the ministry, he selected the disciples. We know that he selected about 12 disciples. And among those disciples, some of the disciples that were there were John's disciples that came to be part and parcel of Jesus Christ's disciples. Then he, when he had those disciples, he, he had some that he could uh, call when he wanted to pray. The likes of Andrew, James and John, they were his inner circle disciples that he could even tell secrets as Jesus Christ. And when you read about even the coming of uh, uh, Andrew, 
and the coming of Peter, these are some of the guys that were fishermen, and he said unto them, you are no longer going to fish fish, but I'm going to make you fishers of men. Then they accepted Matthew, he was a tax collector, uh, and Jesus Christ converted him to become a disciple. Uh, we look at a man called Philip, Philip was a physician, and Jesus Christ took him and he became one of his So you look at these people, they were professional people that are coming in the life of Jesus Christ, which means Jesus Christ, the people that he had were, were not ordinary people, but they were professional people that was, he was dealing with. Uh, Judas Iscariot was the one uh, who was responsible when it comes to finances of the ministry of Jesus Christ. He, though, he started now to invest some of the funds of Jesus Christ. And among those disciples, John, he became the beloved of Jesus Christ. When he became the beloved of Jesus Christ, there was an argumentative type of a disciple uh, by the name Peter. Peter, you know, he was the oldest disciple among Jesus Christ's disciples. Are uh, we together? Then he started his ministry. So when he started his ministry, that's when he started now to have battles and fights with the leaders. The, the leaders that were in his time, they were of different sects. They were the Pharisees that were political leaders. They were religious leaders, but they, they had a political affiliation. Then they were the Sadducees. And the Sadducees, again, they were they are religious people, but these were legal people. They were lawyers. These were people who had studied the law, not only the uh, general law, uh, they had studied the law of Moses. So they understood law. Then there was another team of the St. Henry. This team, it was a team that was raised in the time of Moses, of the 70 people, when the Holy Spirit was released upon the 70, when God said, at most, the work is too much for you, release and impact the Spirit upon the 70. So it was a, a sect that was established in the Old Testament, and it continued in the New Testament. And there was a sect of the priests, that was led by Caiaphas, who was called the highest priest. And that sect of the priest, again, it was a religious sect again. There was another sect of the scribes that uh, purported to know scripture so much. And these are the people that used to challenge Jesus Christ. Because sometimes Jesus Christ could say, I am the son of God. They never wanted to hear that. Because according to their theology, the son of God was not going to come in the manner Jesus Christ came, born of a woman, they were waiting for a political messiah because these people, they were in a political degradation, a political situation insurgence. So the messiah that they were looking for, it was not a messiah who impacts tongues. It was not a messiah who raises people and gives gifts to people. They were looking for a political messiah who was going to help them. Because these people, mind you, they are coming from a, a, a difficult situation where they were led by despotic kings the likes of Constantino, the likes of Nero, the likes of Tiberius. So when they are looking now for a deliverer, they are not clearly looking for an ordinary deliverer. Are we together? So now Jesus Christ has come, he is now a Messiah, he is powerful, he is leading his ministry, and his ministry is growing so much. But these people, they were so you know, antagonistic to the ministry of Jesus Christ. They never wanted to hear anything that has to do with Jesus Christ. But there is something unique about Jesus Christ. When the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and made Mary to be pregnant, it means the blood that was going to be in Jesus Christ was not a human blood. It was a Zoe blood or the blood of God himself. The blood that is not tainted. Mind you, we are coming from a journey where Adam 
sold our dominion, sold our power to the devil. And after doing that, the Bible says, all have sinned and came short of the glory of Jesus Christ and came short of the glory of God. So which means anyone and everybody who's born of a woman, we are born in a sin, we are born in iniquity. But it took Jesus Christ now with a blood that is not corrupted. The blood that is coming from, from, from God himself. So what was running in the blood of Jesus Christ was life. It was, it was, it was not the cases. It was not uh, those uh, demonic and uh, spiritual totems that were imparted upon us. But it was life. Are we together? Amen. That made Jesus Christ to be a unique creature. That's why he was 100% man, yet he had no sin. It's difficult for a person to be 100% man and to fail to have sin. But it was 100% man, but yet he had no sin. And 100% God at the same time. Are we together? That's why when Apostle Paul is coming in the book of Philippians, chapter 2, 5, he's saying that let this mind that was upon Jesus Christ be in you, that even though he knew that he was God, he did not take that as a seizure to steal the God yet. Are we together? So that same mind that was in Jesus Christ is the same mind that today we should be having. Are we together? When you speak about resurrection, it's not about the power, but it's about the mind. Because if I were the power of resurrection and failing to get the mind, uh, the power becomes useless. Because I must know the, the mind so that the power may be effectual. Are we together? Just imagine if I have a mind of business, then you get, uh, you come to my life, then you don't get my mind, you only get my money, I can give you five billion. It's easy for you to, to, to use that five billion and all the money will be gone in, a, in, in no time. Are we together? Because you don't have the mind that I have. So that's why Apostle Paul did not say, let the power. He didn't say, let the grace. He said, let the mind. So the mind is the one that will help you to protect the power of resurrection. Are we together? Always. As we continue with Jesus Christ's life, the Bible says now, as we get into the time and the peak of his ministry, or the climax of his ministry, that time, Caiaphas was the highest priest, Pontius Pilate was the governor, then Herod was the king of the province where Jesus Christ was. And the Bible clearly states that Herod and, 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 and Pontius Pilate, these people, they could not see eye to eye. They had their uh, feud, they had their altercations. But when it comes to the life of Jesus Christ, when they wanted to destroy God, they came together in unity. They came together and they had to put their differences aside so that they destroyed the life of Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ continued to prophesy among the disciples. So sometimes our failure to understand the prophetic voice that comes from the Holy Spirit did not start with us. The disciples said Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ said unto them, You are seeing me today, but after some time you are not going to see me. He prophesied that I'm going to be captured, I'll be afflicted, I'll be buried, and I'll resurrect. And the disciples, they could not accept and appreciate that theology. Are we together? When they were looking at Jesus, they just thought that he was an apostle of a ministry. We are going to be with him together. If he's going to die, he's going to die like any other person who died. 
So they couldn't capture the Godhead of Jesus Christ. They captured the humanity of Jesus Christ. The Jesus, the man, but they could not understand the Christ part of Jesus. Are we together? So that's why they refused. At one particular time, he even said that, I'm going to die after being captured. Peter is said, and our far be it from you that you die. If you're going to die, we are going to die together. At one particular time, Philip, he once even said unto Jesus, show us the Father. And Jesus Christ was so perplexed that after so many years, I've been doing miracles, signs and wonders, and you could not even fathom that I am the Father. You Philip would not understand and say, in as much as walked on top of the water, no, this magic, show us the Father. And Philip said, if you see me, you have seen the Father. So which means the Father is seen through me, is expressed through me. The grace of the Father is expressed and is seen through me. Glory be to Jesus. So as Jesus Christ now continued to do all this ministerial work, he got to a place now, especially at the peak of his ministry, that he then went to a certain place. If you read Matthew chapter 20 from 26, you understand that Jesus Christ now, he spoke to his disciples after speaking to his disciples, 26 verse 4, and consulted together in order to arrest him, a stratagem secretly and put him to death. So in 26 now, they started now to strategize on how to capture Jesus Christ. And the Bible could not to say that, but they said it must not be done during the day. These are the Pharisees, the Sadducees now, that were speaking together. And 6 of 26 of Matthew, it says, Now when Jesus Christ came back to Bethany, and he was in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him. So this the woman came with an alabaster flask. Then she broke the alabaster flask after breaking it. She anointed the feet of Jesus Christ, and it didn't all well with the disciples. And the disciples, they said, This could have been sold for money, and that money could have been given to the poor. But Jesus Christ, now knowing their intentions, he rebuked the disciples. Are we together? And after that, he even said that as this gospel is going to be preached, this woman should, is going to be remembered. Are we together? Amen. And the Bible says now, in 17, now on the first day of the unleavened bread, that is the Passover week, the disciples came to Jesus and said to him, where do you wish us to prepare for you to eat the Passover supper? He said, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the master says, my time is near, I'll keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So Jesus Christ had disciples that were unnamed. That whenever Jesus Christ would need anything that speaks to his kingdom and his destiny, they would comply. Then Jesus Christ just said, go to a man. The man was not mentioned, and he was not part and parcel of the disciples that we know. He was part and parcel of the 72, maybe the 300 disciples, but they were unnamed disciples that could work for the progression of salvation. I once uh, gave you a teaser last week that uh, in this Easter time, that's where our deliverance called salvation came into effect. Salvation, when we are studying salvation, is called sociology, which means the study of salvation. And salvation is now made up of five things. That is the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, and the glorification of Jesus Christ. So that's where the whole story of salvation came into play here. When Jesus Christ was in place before this, salvation was not yet in place. But when this happened now, we now have the power to be saved. Are we together? The devil now cannot hold us 
And the Bible now, if you read 27 now from verse 1, you understand that these people, and the Bible says when it was morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people held a consultation against Jesus Christ to put him to death, and they bound him and led him away, and yet handed him over to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then, so prior to Jesus Christ being uh, handed to Pontius Pilate, the governor, he was handed to Caiaphas, the highest priest. And Caiaphas was asked by the elders that what should we do with this man? Should we kill him or we should just let him go? And Caiaphas spoke something that is prophetic. And he said, it is so expedient for one man to die so that the whole, nations may, the whole nation may be saved. That was prophetic. It was very important, significant for only one man to die so that the whole nation may be saved. Then after that, Caiaphas washed his hands. Then Jesus Christ is handed to Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate being a governor, according to him, he knew that the man had no sin. Are we together? As he knew that, but he wanted to please the people that had employed him. So he had crucified Jesus Christ. And uh, the Bible says the wife to Pontius Pilate came in the night after she got a vision and a dream from God and said, this man does not have any sin. You must wash your hands so that you, his blood will not be all over your life. Then Pontius Pilate, he called for a dish. He washed his hands. Then he called Barabbas, who was one of the most criminals of that particular time, because every Passover, they were supposed to release someone as a, as a form of, uh, like nowadays, they call it presidential pardon and other things. But every Passover time, one criminal was supposed to be released. So the Bible says Barabbas was brought, Jesus Christ was brought. When these two guys were, were brought, people were asked by Pontius Pilate, who should I crucify? And who should I give to you? And people, they called Jesus Christ and said, crucify, he's a criminal. And if you check closely, you understand that among the crowd that called for the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, some that were there, they were the ones that received their dead to life. There were some, some of them, they were the ones that saw their, their brothers and sisters being delivered. Some of them, they saw Jesus Christ walking on top of water. Some of them, they even ate his bread. The Bible says, uh, spoke about 5,000 people that ate the bread after the food, but when it comes to this matter, they said, crucify Jesus Christ, are we together? Amen. But they didn't know that they were playing a prophetic game that was already played by God. It was a delayed match. Jesus Christ was supposed to die, are we together? Amen. So which means when we are celebrating Easter, we should not be crying that why did he die? We must celebrate his death, are we together? Prior to this time, we were told that we must cry during our time when I was in, uh, in Assemblies of God. Every Easter, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we used to go to church to well. It was called wailing time, where we, whereby we are crying the death of Jesus Christ. Until the Holy Spirit gave us revelation that no, we should be, you know, jubilant when it comes to the death of Jesus Christ. Because if Jesus had not died, it means my sins were not going to be forgiven. It means I was not going to claim blessings of Abraham. It means I was not going to be utter grace. It means power was not going to operate in my life. That's why the Bible says, He made himself a case so that I may be a blessing. He made himself poor that I may be rich. He was slain so that with his stripes I may be healed out together so that when I touch 
and I invoke the power of his stripes, I am healed. I am healed, right? Because he was flogged. Are we together? So the Bible says, when Jesus Christ now was presented to Pontius Pilate, then Pontius Pilate said, this matter is not within my jurisdiction. So Jesus Christ now was sent unto Herod. Herod had a vendetta already with Jesus Christ. Mind you, that Jesus Christ evaded uh, Herod when he was still an infant. He spoke to the wise men and said to the wise men, when you come back, tell me about this king of the Jews. Then the wise men, by the reason of the Holy Spirit, they evaded and they ran away from, from, from Herod. So Herod had a long standing vendetta against Jesus Christ. So when Jesus now was presented to Herod, it was a, a pleasure for him to do whatever he wanted with Jesus Christ. So now 28, where we see now the death and uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Bible says, now after the Sabbath, that is Saturday, near dawn at the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene of the, of the other Mary went, and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. So if you read about Mary, before Mary became the Mary, who had revelation about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, she had demon, about seven demons, and she was exorcised by God. After the exorcism, she became a staunch believer and follower of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, and behold, there was a great earthquake. Somebody shout, a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled the boulder back or the rock back and sat upon it. I prophesy this afternoon as we celebrate Jesus Christ. All the rocks that the devil has put to block your progress. I speak an angel is about to sit on that rock, but before sitting, it's about to be rolled. Are we together? This is the season in which rocks should be rolled. If there is any situation that is limiting you, that is blocking you, any situation that is um, working against your progress, that is working against your power and against your, your, your acceleration, this is the time those situations should be rolled black out together. Every constraint situation or demon, we are prophesying the angels of God, they are dissenting. So this time, it was not only the time of resurrection, but angels were seen. So we prophesied that let angels be seen in your life. Amen. Let rocks be rolled from off your life. Yokes, let them be broken. Chains, let them be broken. Amen. If there is a cage or a prison in which the devil has blessed me, I prophesy the angel of God. It's about to open up the doors of that prison. That cage is about to be demolished by the angels of God. Amen. God is about to cause a suddenly in life. That is going to shake things that the devil has used to control life. Amen. If there was any satellite the devil has placed against your life to control your movements, your thoughts, or your actions before you actuate. The devil knows the action. God is about to send an angel. I am talking to somebody. There's gonna be a suddenly. People have declared you dead and they say that you are not going to make it, you are going to amount to nothing, you are an entity. But God is saying this after through the scripture that I'm about to release an angel and I'm going to cause a shift and a shift in your life. You are no longer an entity, but you are going to become a somebody by the reason of the power of God. Together, glory be to Jesus. And the Bible says, Then his appearance was like lightning, and his garments 
when it's white as snow, I speak lightnings over your life. Let there be lightnings that are not going to destroy you, that are not destructive to your life, but they must be destructive to your enemies. Any adversary against your life, we speak the lightning of God. We thought that riches are the ones that has got power to manufacture lightning. Even God has got a storehouse to manufacture lightning. So that that lightning may hit your enemies. Are we together? Pontius Pilate, the devil is about to fuel the anger of God. Amen. God kept quiet when Jesus Christ was at the cross. If you check the life of Jesus, the Bible says they put a thorn, a, a crown of thorns upon his head. So that the blood started now to push down. The Bible says they started to flog Jesus Christ. And it seems like God was quiet, but they didn't know that it was just a setup for a step, a step up. Are we together? Amen. And the Bible says they, they gave Jesus Christ the cross. If you start the cross that Jesus Christ was killing, it was not a small cross. It was heavy. Just imagine the person has been flogged. The person has been spent at, and he has, he has got a crown of thorns on his head. And people are beating him while he was carrying the cross. The Bible says the soldiers, the Roman soldiers, were beating and flogging him. He would fall down into the dust, continue to flog him. And he says, rise up and stand up. We want you to go to Golgotha. And the place called Golgotha, it was a mountainous place. Which means he was going against the gradient. He was going against the force, carrying a heavy load, going against gradient. But while he's doing this, he has got drive in his mind. He has got you and me in his mind. Amen. And he's saying, when I'm going to win, I'm going to win for this generation. Amen. This battle, my winning is not about Peter, it's not about John, it's not about Thomas. Because if it was about all these guys, they left Jesus Christ. Judas sold Jesus Christ. The disciples, when Jesus Christ was captured, they ran away. Peter, who had said, I'm going to stay with you, he even left Jesus Christ. Which means, if it was about the disciples, he could have said, I'm going to abort the mission. I prophesy my life. You are seeing an unborn person like you and me. Are we together? When he was, uh, if it was about his brothers, Joseph and the Jude, those guys, when Jesus was being flogged, they were not there to help Jesus Christ. If it was about the people that he prayed for, they were the ones that made him to be crucified. If it was about the, 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 the widow at many, she was there and she said, let Jesus Christ be crucified. People, they witnessed the resurrection of Lazarus. The cousins and the family of Lazarus, they even declared, crucify Jesus Christ. So he would have aborted the mission, but was looking at a generation that was going to come in South Africa. A generation that was going to be born in a family of poverty, family of, family of weaknesses and sufferings. And he said, I'm going to go and die for these people. And the Bible says, while he was going to the cross, he met up with a man called Simon of Cyrene. And the people that believed that he was a black person coming from Africa because Cyrene is located in Africa. The Bible says when Simon of Cyrene looked at Jesus, he felt so remorseful and he helped Jesus Christ to carry his cross. When he was at the cross, the Bible says they had to nail Jesus Christ. After naming Jesus Christ, there were two thieves that were nailed. You know, the other one at the right, the other one at the left. The other one at the left started to mock Jesus Christ. It said that you purported that you are the resurrection and the life. You can heal people, you can deliver people. But why can't you deliver yourself? The other one that was at the right, he even asked for pardon from Jesus Christ. 
And he said, when you are in paradise, remember me. And Jesus Christ said, you are already in paradise. Amen. Are we together? Amen. And the Bible says, it was about now to rain because God caused darkness and an earthquake. When God caused darkness and an earthquake, the Bible says, one of the soldiers, the Roman soldiers, looked at Jesus. When he looked at Jesus, in effect, prior to that, Jesus Christ cried for something to drink and said, I'm thirsty. One of the soldiers took vinegar, then gave Jesus Christ to drink. But they didn't know that all these things that they were doing, they were prophetic and apostolic. Why? Because the body of Jesus Christ needed preservation. Mind you, he's supposed to be in the grave on Friday, in the grave on Saturday, then resurrect on Sunday, which means God needed preservation. So thinking that they are making Jesus Christ's life difficulty, they didn't know that they were pushing the agenda of salvation. Ah, come on, we thank God for that uh, soldier who was ignorant. Are we together? Ignorant to keep the boat of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says when they looked at Jesus Christ, well, it was their culture that when a person is crucified, they were supposed to break their legs so that the person dies quickly. And the Bible says, when they looked at Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ was still alive. And one guy wanted to break the legs of Jesus. And another guy said, no, let's not break the leg. Let's pierce his sides so that when he, if he loses the blood, he's going to, going to die so quickly. Because prophetically, the Bible had prophesied that no bone of him is going to be broken. So which means every prophetic word was not going to be nullified by demons. It wasn't going to be nullified by Pharaoh, Herodi, or Caiaphas. And the Bible says now, after that, they pierced Jesus Christ on his side, not knowing that the overflowing of his blood was the washing of my sin. That's why when we sing, we always sing, my sins were higher than the mountain when the Lord sanctified me. So they didn't know that our sins were higher. Somebody said, my sins were deeper than the valley when the Lord sanctified your sins and my sins they were higher than any mountain your sins and my sins they were deeper than any valley but when the blood was oozing and flowing at his side you was washed my sins I was supposed not to make it life but the sins were washed I was supposed to live in curses but Jesus Christ washed my sins out together. So the blood of Jesus Christ was what we wanted. So they did you know that by allowing the blood of Jesus Christ, there was going to be power. And if you read, continue to read Matthew chapter 28, you understand that now. And those keeping the guard were so frightened at the sight of him that they were agitated and they trembled and became like dead men. Which means the people that were in the garden where Jesus Christ was buried, they were afraid seeing an angel appearing for the first time and five. But the angel said to the woman, Mary Magdalene, do not be alarmed and frightened, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. Six now of 28, it changes the worst scenario of our life. The Bible says in six, he is not here, he has risen and he said, come, see the place where he lay, which means Jesus Christ is no longer in the tomb. Your life has changed. Your business is no longer in the tomb. Your marriage, your, your, your happiness is no longer in the tomb. Then number seven, the Bible says, then go quickly and tell his disciples, that's the angel that is giving them orders, 
tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. So which means when Jesus Christ is arisen, he always goes before you and me. He goes there so that he prepare my path and my way. Which means when I've got Jesus, I'm not afraid. When I've got Jesus Christ, I'm not disappointed because I know he's going before me. I don't know my tomorrow, but Jesus is there. Are we together? I don't know my next month, but Jesus is already there. I don't know my 2023. He said I'm already there. Are we together? Amen. Which means if the devil had placed some snares against my life, the responsibility of Jesus Christ is to break all the snares. If my enemies yes, dark bits against my life, Jesus will go and fill those bits. So I'll start to walk now on a flat level ground. If they put snakes to bite me, Jesus is going to cut the heads of every snake. Why? Because he is gone before me. And the Bible says, there you will see him. Behold, I have told you. The word behold, it means look carefully. Which means when Jesus Christ is ahead of you, you are going to see Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody shout, he has risen. Yes, risen. Ah, shout like a minute. Say yes, risen. Yes, risen. So Jesus Christ is the resurrection. He resurrected to give you power. The Bible says when he was in the tomb to just show you the picture of what transpired. Jesus was not only in the tomb, domicile, he was not just sleeping in the tomb. But the Bible says on that process, when he was in the tomb, he went to hell. When he went to hell, he went to the devil himself. He fought against the devil and he dispossessed the devil of the keys of David. Then he went to all the matrix and the patriarchs that had died without receiving salvation. He resurrected them. After resurrecting them, the Bible says, when he resurrected, you are still in Jerusalem, walking around with the likes of Abraham, with the likes of Samuel, all the patriarchs that had died without knowing Jesus. Then they testified of the life of Jesus Christ. Then he went to Galilee. Why Galilee? The disciples of Jesus Christ, they were in Galilee, locked in a room. They were afraid that they were going to be killed. They had no protection. And when Jesus Christ went to Galilee, the Bible says they had locked the doors. But Jesus Christ entered through the walls. That's why I asked you the difference between Jesus the man and Jesus Christ. The word Christ, it means the oil or the anointed one. Jesus man, it shows the weakness that was in his body. So which means if when Jesus Christ was Jesus the man, he could not enter the walls. But he could use the normal process of entering a room. But now, because he is resurrected, he can enter towards because he's Jesus Christ. Christ, it means the anointed one. The word Christ, it means the old one, the wrapped one. So he would now enter through the walls. And when they saw Jesus Christ, they thought that he was the ghost. And Jesus Christ said, I am arisen. What I told you some years ago and some days ago that I'm going to die, then I will resurrect. It's what has happened. And the Bible says, when they saw now Jesus Christ, they started to be happy. But Jesus Christ said, if you read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, if you read their synoptic, it's very different. If you read Mark, you understand that when Mary went to the tomb, he did not see an angel descending, but she saw a baby angel. When you look at Mark, Mark did not see 
a baby angel and an angel of lightning, but Mark saw an angel that was sitting on top of Jesus Christ's tomb and with the, 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 the clothes of Jesus Christ in red. So which means these guys, they saw differently. But Jesus Christ, if now we take this knowledge of, 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 of Mark, Mark said, when Mary saw Jesus Christ in the garden, because Mary saw Jesus Christ not the gardeners, she wanted to hug Jesus Christ as the Messiah of the resurrected one. But Jesus Christ said, don't hug me because I'm not yet glorified. Are we together? Why? Because sin is contagious. That particular time, Jesus was killing the sins of all nations. Which means if Jesus had hugged Mary, there was going to be a mighty impartation in the life of Mary. And Mary being a human being, she was not going to witness and uphold the power of sin because one sin can kill a person just imagine what about the sins of a billion people so Jesus Christ said allow me to go to the that I may be glorified so the glorification was the last process of, 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 of dealing with sin so sin was not only dealt with at the cross sin was not only dealt with in the grave sin was dealt with at the last point which was the throne room of God and the Bible says, when Jesus Christ went to his disciples, he said unto them, I'm going to the Father, then I'm going to be with you for 40 days, then I'll leave you. Are we together? Then Jesus Christ ascended up into the heavens and he was glorified. That's why we speak about him sitting at the right hand of power or at the right hand of the Father. Are we together? Which means the sitting of Jesus Christ. So when he went to the altar of God, he was now the ultimate sacrifice. He was sacrificing and putting the, his blood upon the altar so that nothing now can accuse me. So the devil cannot accuse me. Why? Because I carry the blood of Jesus Christ. I am resurrected with Jesus Christ. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not a one-man show, but I resurrect with you. Which means if I'm resurrected with Jesus, my business, whatever uh, pertains to my life, is resurrected with Jesus Christ. Which means if Jesus Christ was ascended, I was ascended together with Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ was glorified, I was glorified together with Jesus Christ. Can I prophesy like a friend in this place? The power of God is upon your life. That's why the Bible says when Mary came unto Jesus Christ at the funeral of Lazarus, Mary said unto Jesus, if you had been killed, my brother could not have died. But Jesus Christ said, you are wrong, Mary. I told you that I carry life. I am the resurrection and the life. Which means even today, if you believe, your brother is going to come back to life. To other people who believe in this place. If you believe, your life is going to come back to life. If you believe, your business is going to come back to life. Why? Because we share the resurrection and the life. Jesus was different from all other resurrections. Why? Because all other people that resurrected prior to Jesus Christ, they were resurrected. But Jesus Christ resurrected himself all together. All these uh, people that we saw this uh, uh, son of the daughter and the son of the woman at Mary, she, he had to be resurrected by Jesus Christ. The damsel that died had to be resurrected by Jesus Christ. All the resurrections that took place when Elisha resurrected the son of the widow that had not child, the son had to be resurrected. But when it comes to Jesus Christ, death could not hold Jesus Christ. He had to fight death himself. That's why 
Whoever is the resurrection is unique. Are we together? Amen. All other guys that died after Jesus Christ, even in our time, they had to be prayed for. But they need not anybody to pray for Jesus Christ. Power of life that was in Jesus Christ had to fight the grave. So which means death could not hold Jesus Christ. The grave now could not keep him for long. Why? Because of the power that is in Jesus Christ. When he resurrected, you must not resurrect it. I went together. I prophesy of my life that you share the resurrection power. What is it that is dead in your life this afternoon? There's power of my life. 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 The blood of Jesus is speaking on your behalf. The blood of Jesus Christ is working on your behalf. The blood of Jesus Christ is on my life. The blood of Jesus Christ is on my enter. He said to Moses, when I see the blood, I'm going to pass over. So God is looking at you through the blood. So which means, if in my mistakes, in my failures, when God is looking at me, he looks at me through the blood of Jesus. Amen. That's why he said, no one comes to death except through me. How do I come through Jesus Christ? Which means when I come with my curses to God, there is a, a, a form of Jesus Christ's blood. The blood of Jesus Christ speaks forgiveness. The blood of Jesus Christ speaks power. So when God wants to judge me, the blood of Jesus Christ says, forgive him, forgive him. I prophesy, you are forgiven. Apostle Paul said, he forgave us even before we sinned. He forgave us even before we started to think or conceptualize sin. Can we stand our feet right now? The Bible speaks of Jesus Christ, that he took the bread together with his disciples. Where is the uh, welcome in on? Uh, I thought it was prepared. I saw people going up and down, up and down. And really, I saw people going up and down, down and up, up and down. Now, hush. Uh, God must help us. God must help us. So, as, the, as, as it is being prepared, we are going to look at the Passover of Jesus Christ and see how it can be done. Are we together? I never wanted to read and start to do all the integrities of our Passover. Jesus Christ is resurrected and his power is working on you. The devil does not have power to, to control your life. Are we together? After this service, you must tell your weaknesses, your discouragements, that I carry the power of Jesus Christ over my life. No death can put you down. Anything that is negative, working against your life, it can no longer put you down. Any person who was wishing you death, I prophesy, we are going to look at death and your life. Apostle Paul said there will come a time when we are going to look at death and we are going to say, where is the power of your steam? We will laugh at it and we will make a public spectacle to death. So which means death does not have power over our lives. As long as we carry the Zoe of Jesus Christ, death cannot keep us. Death cannot control us. It tried Jesus Christ, but it could not win over Jesus Christ. So as we are about to do our Passover, I want us to stand to our feet right now. Then we will get into the time of Passover. 
Say, so I decree and I declare the power of Jesus Christ is working over my life. Say, so I decree and I declare. I share the resurrection power with Jesus Christ. I carry life. I carry the blood of Jesus. Say, so I carry power. Nothing can put me down. Say, so I carry power. Nothing can subject me. Say, so I carry power. Nothing can dominate me. Put your hands together and start to claim the power of resurrection and the power of Jesus Christ. Let do so. Shall I call separate to get the arm to win our seizure? Shall I call separate to get the arm to Shall I call separate to get the arm to Shall I call separate to get the arm to Shall I call separate to get the arm to I carry the power of resurrection. I carry the power of Jesus Christ. Yes, come on, somebody. Let the devil separate. Shall I call separate to get the arm to Shall I call separate to get the arm to Shall I call separate to get the arm to Shumanto into Baracosa Prehista, Shando into Catipagosa in the Atom, Shumacos Mento into Prehista, Shacosa Prehista into Tanibahato. The power of Jesus Christ is working in me, the power of Jesus Christ is working in life, the power of Jesus Christ is working in a business, the power of Jesus Christ is working in a family, Shayokos Mento Tanibahato, Shapronta in Catosa, Dunca Catabaruta, Shumanto is. Observe 
what Jesus Christ did with his disciples as you are holding your bread. I want you to take, then I want you to eat. After putting it in your mouth, I want you to give praise unto God. Don't ask for anything, just give praise unto God. Do that, do that, you can do it. Then to your own spirit. We give you all the praise in this place. We partake your life. We partake of your body. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for that soldier that pierced you who was ignorant. Through your blood, we are saved. Through your blood, we are protected in the name of Jesus Christ. You declare that it is finished. What is it that was finished in our life? Our failures were finished. Our crime is finished. Our, our dejections are finished. Our regressions are finished. Demons are finished. Witches are finished today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, if death could not hold you, oh God, even us, death is not going to hold us. If the grave could not keep you, I prophesy that no grave is going to keep us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I decree and I declare every plan the enemy has against our life in this year 2022. I prophesy those plans are going to be departed. They are not going to prosper of our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, then the Bible continues to say that he took now then after eating he said this is my body and he took a cup 27 and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink of it all of you 28 for this is my blood of the new covenant which is being poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins so which means when the blood is being poured out, is poured out for the forgiveness or remission of sins. 29, I say to you, I shall not drink again of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it with you. New and of superior quality in my father's kingdom. So we want to drink this uh, drink that you're holding that resembles the blood of Jesus Christ. As we are going to do that, we are partaking of the power of Jesus Christ, which means anything according to Apostle Paul now in the book of Corinthians, that if you are sick, you'll be healed. If there is anything that was affecting you, that thing will be chased out from your life. The Bible says many people have drank this and they were healed. So I want to prophesy that any sickness that the devil was trying to uh, form against your life, that was trying to inject in your body, it's not going to work. This blood is going to cut every vein, it's going to cut every part of your body, and it's going to protect you. There are sicknesses that we may not know ourselves, that can even hide from the microscopes of the doctors. But I prophesy they will not hide in the blood of Jesus. After 10 years, the doctor will tell you that this sickness started to fall and 10 years ago. Why didn't you come and you say that I used to go for uh, checkups, but the doctors could not even uh, uh, detect anything. These are sickness that the devil puts in people's bodies and they hide. They wait for you when you are 60. They wait for you when you are 40. They wait for you when you are 45. They wait for you when you are 35. But I prophesy today, 
let this day mark a powerful year in your life. Let it mark something different and something unique. As we drink it, we are not drinking because we are hungry, but we are partaking the blood of Jesus Christ, which means sicknesses they will not be found in the life of Jesus. We don't hear of any record where Jesus Christ was sick. The Bible says he was God and he was man. I prophesy that we are taking the blood of the gods. As we drink this blood, whoever has gone to a Sangoma and he has drank the blood and the natural life, this blood is going to speak against them. As they go to a Sangoma and say, I'm drinking this blood or his blood or his blood, the Sangoma will say, touch not that one. Because the blood that is running in your life or in his life is fire. I pray and I declare right now. I said, I pray and I declare right now. Oh Father, I give thanks unto you and I give thanks unto you for this blood in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. On behalf of S.I. Pretoria, I sanctify and I prophesy that this is your blood. Let your people receive life right now. Let your people receive healing right now. Let your people receive breakthroughs right now. Let your people receive emancipation right now. Let them receive freedom right now. Those that are barren, I prophesy fruitfulness right now. Those that are sick, I prophesy, let them be healed right now. I declare, I declare any cancerous cell that is trying to form in our bodies. I prophesy, let it check out right now. I pray and I declare any family that the devil is tempered within our body. I prophesy life right now. I decree and I declare any disease, HIV and AIDS, any disease, coronavirus that is running in our bodies right now, I prophesy. Here comes the blood of Jesus Christ that heals the blood of Jesus Christ that delivers. I prophesy that we are no longer going to drink paradox. We are no longer going to drink an aspirin, but I prophesy this is our healing. Ladogo Santo Ibahaso. Yes, I pray right now. I want you to drink and I want you to prophesy. I know that sometimes we feel pain in your legs. Sometimes we have got back and headaches. Sometimes we have got chest pains. Sometimes we have got some flus that are uncommon. Sometimes you feel a pain when it's cold. I prophesy, I want you to pray right now. As you are praying your children as they are drinking right now, I want you to prophesy knowledge. Right now, they were given their reports, and some of the reports that they came with is a new report compared to what they paid. I want you to prophesy that knowledge, knowledge, because ignorance is a disease. If they are drinking this blood, I promise let them have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Come on, somebody. I know that there's someone who's connected to you that you know. Prophesy life. Why? Because you can't be like of Jesus. Distance is not a barrier. Come on, somebody. La procedure come to the I come against thirsty right now. I thought I come against arthritis right now. Shantupa. I come against TP2, TP1. Shabroito Talibahot. Shabroito Capriata. HIV and AIDS. I come to my break right now. Shantunta. Labroito Presanto Itabarita. Shabroato. Any kidney failure, I break it. I scatter right now. Labroato. Any leaf failure, I break it. I scatter. Catech arrestes. I break it. I scatter. Come on, sir. I touch you. Yes, I know that your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, they are not feeling well for some time, for some years. Shatuta into Prohita Capri Arto, Lepra into Presencia Kinto, Jabato, some you are known, you are affected with Jacob. I prophesy that Jacob is not going to affect you. I 